Hello, this is Kathleen Lockyer with the Nothing Tame podcast. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about um, why I track animals with children. And really this um, little podcast or this little explanation today has come because of another person asking me a question about tracking or telling me that a story that I shared was really valuable to them about a a particular child. And in this case, that child was a child who had been having a hard time in school and he had always been in public school. And he was in, I believe it was fourth grade at the time. And all of a sudden he started getting in trouble in school and the parents were baffled um, because he had never really gotten in trouble before. And the story as I heard it was that he'd always been a great kid, had a lot of friends, and all of a sudden he was getting in fights, he wouldn't do what he was told, he was getting red cards which meant he would lose recess and have to stay after school or get extra homework for his behavior. And not knowing what else to do, the parents had pulled him out of school and really in in the need to triage the situation so that their child didn't get any labels that he really didn't deserve. And um, not that any kids deserve a label because we're all so unique and that should be the label for each one of us, (laughs) unique. Um, But so this particular child, they took him out of school. They put him with a program that I was running at the time from the nonprofit that I co-founded called Outside Now. And he wasn't with us very long when we were out on a sandy riverbank and I was trying to show him some tracks. They were actually coyote tracks. I'm not going to tell the whole story here, but essentially there were very, very clear tracks in the sand and he literally couldn't see them. And it took me a little while before I realized that he couldn't see what I was seeing on the ground. I had to circle the tracks and count the toes. And and then finally, after counting the toes one at a time, one, two, three, four, he's, his eyes lit up and his whole body kind of it's almost like his whole body shook with energy. And he looked at me and he said, I see it. I see it. And clearly it was like the first moment he saw this track. It was like he was discovering it all at once, even though I'd been looking at it for minutes, trying to get him to see these marks in the dirt. So when he saw it, a coyote track is not very big, as you can imagine. And um, he was very excited, and I just kind of blurted out, wow, what do you think it is? And with all the excitement in this child's heart, he said, and, and he really believed it, he said, elephant? And I live on the central coast of California, and that's where this child lived too. And so at that moment, I recognized a number of things. One, his behavior was likely due to the fact that he was having visual challenges, seeing things in his environment the way other people were seeing them, and it had caught up with him, which often does by third grade, fourth grade. Um, Often kids can keep it together, can kind of mask what's going on, can 
pretend and follow along until the work gets harder and the concepts get more challenging. And that often happens between second and fourth grade for many children. Now, this was a very bright child, so he made it to fourth grade without anybody realizing that he actually was pretty lost in um, class and in his work because he was so smart. He was really looking around and using his environment to guide him and just following what the other children were doing often. Um, but the, the reason I track is because this boy all of a sudden got very excited about learning to track animals. And it wasn't because in his mind he wanted to learn to read or write, which were both very challenging things for him. But because we had been telling stories, the mentors on his program, the first couple of weeks, I think it was maybe only the third time he was with us. But the, what we always did was tell stories, and sometimes they were fantastical. And there was always a mystery to be solved in this story. And sometimes it was a story about a mystery that we solved. And sometimes it was a hero story or um, a prey predator story sometimes just a story that would create that need to know that deep desire within children to be curious and to want to learn more about something. So there was that. That was one reason why this child got very into tracking. And then the next reason was because he had no preconceived notion of whether he was good or bad at this thing. And those aren't words that I normally use. I use skillful or unskillful, but, um, good and bad are the more traditionally used terms. So in in this child's mind, he had become bad at reading, bad at writing. He'd become bad at making friends and keeping friends. He'd become bad in his own mind. He held the belief that he was just not good and as good as other kids at things. And so whenever he was about to be presented with something in school, he, his mind would predict, oh, I'm going to be bad at this. And so by fourth grade, he just started reacting preemptively as really a protective mechanism. Uh, he was highly unlikely. He, he knew that he was doing that. Uh, most kids don't know. It's just a, a neurological mechanism in our brains to protect ourselves. And so, because no child wants to be acting poorly. They want actually to be seen in a good way and to get along. That is how we are designed. And so he had no preconceived idea that he might be good or bad at this particular activity. So he was able to proceed as though it were something that he could do. And of course, myself and the other mentors were pretty skilled in helping him feel successful, in giving him just the right scaffolding and amount of information so that he could then make a guess, which is a prediction, as Lisa Feldman Barrett would say. She's a wonderful researcher who I've talked about in other things. Um, but so, so there was that. So it was very motivating to him because of the stories and because of the idea that he might be successful and also that he might see a really cool wild animal. And that is all for today. There's more to come as I unpack stories in these short mini podcasts in between 
the podcasts where I have conversations with exceptional humans doing exceptional work in the world. Thank you for listening to the Nature Led Podcast and please do go to our website and see what we have to offer you in the way of a nature-led life and a nature-led occupation at rxoutside.com. Thank you.